بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلاۃ وسلام علی اشرف الانبیاء والمرسلین محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسلم تسلیم کثیر کثیر فرما بادو مائی برادر اینڈ سسٹرز واٹ ہیپنس وین بلیور ڈائز آئی تھنک دس از ویری امپارٹنٹ فار اس ٹو نو دس اینڈ اٹس اے میٹر آف ترغیب اٹس اے میٹر آف something that encourages us as Muslims to ensure that we die in this way. And it is also a, um, it's something important for us to uh, think about and know. Because the journey that starts with death is a journey that is much longer and much more significant and important uh, than the life that we lived in. Having said that, I will say that the life we live in is also extremely significant and important um, in terms of the fact that it has the potential to impact the journey ahead. <coughs> the journey ahead is important because that is the journey of reward, the journey of jaza. But this journey is important because the jaza that we get in the journey ahead depends on what we do now. And that's the reason why it's very important to <coughs> ensure that we live our lives in a state of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the method that Rasulullah in the way that Rasulullah taught us. Imam Muhammad Ali Uh, in his Musnad, uh, narrated from Al-Bara ibn Adib, anhu, who said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Verily, when the believing slave is about to depart this world and enter the hereafter, this is right at the moment of, uh, of death. when the person is dying. Verily, when the believing slave is about to depart this world and enter the hereafter, there come down to him angels from the heaven with white faces as if their faces were the sun. They bring with them one of the shrouds of Jannah. They bring with them a kafan from Jannah and some of the perfume of Jannah. They sit with him as far as the eye can see. They surround the, the, the person who is dying, the man or woman, and they sit. As far as the eye can see, then the angel of death, Malakam Maut, comes to him and sits by his head and says, O pure soul, come out to the forgiveness and pleasure of Allah. Then his soul comes flowing out like a drop of water, flowing from a cup. Then he takes the soul, Malakul Maut takes the soul and no sooner does he seize it but they take it and place it in that shroud and perfume. Then out of it comes the most excellent fragrance of musk to be found on the face of the earth. Then they ascend with it and they do not pass by any group of angels but the angel, uh, angels ask, Who is this pure soul? And they reply, It is so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, using the best names by which he was known on earth. Then they bring it to the lowest heaven and ask for the door to be opened 
and it is open for him. Those who are of high rank in each heaven accompany it until they approach the next heaven and so it goes until it reaches the seventh heaven. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may he be glorified and exalted. Subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla says, Record the book of my slave in Illiyun, which is the highest heaven, and take him back to the earth, for I created them from it, and I shall return them to it, and then I shall take them out of it again. Then his soul is returned to his body, and two angels come and make him sit up, and they ask him the questions of the grave. There is a whole uh, series of lectures that I did called Death and Hereafter. Uh, I'm going to ask Kumar to put the link of that in this. So please uh, watch them, listen to them. Inshallah, we ask Allah to make this a means of khair and barakah and guidance for us. Now, a couple of important questions. First and foremost is, people ask what... uh, Remember, all of this is happening before the body is buried. So it's... You know, it's a very short time in which all this happens. Um, people ask, what can we do to benefit those who passed away? So first of all, can we do anything? And second thing is, what can we do? The uh, answer to can we do something is yes, of course, you can do something. The, However, we have to know what to do. So let me start with what not to do. Uh, we have, We seem to have these customs, uh, especially in the subcontinent, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, where we gather on the third day after a person dies, we call it Ziyarat or some other such name. And uh, people all sit and uh, they pass out to them, they give out to them uh, individual uh, siparas, individual Jews of the Quran, and uh, they recite or they read uh, that Quran and uh, then somebody makes collective dua, istimai dua. Uh, or nowadays, thanks to the misuse of social media, uh, they send out a message saying, uh, so-and-so died, so please uh, read uh, this Jews of Quran and that Jews of Quran. And, you know, please tell us which one you are reading, so I will read something else. Please don't take... Please understand this, ibadah in Islam, worship in Islam, is only and only what Rasulullah did or he asked us to do. If anyone invents something in that, something that the Nabi did not do and did not ask anyone else to do, and there is no difference between the two, he always only told people to do what he used to do. So he is the, he is the manifester of the action. Um, so if we do or if we invent anything in the ibadat of Islam, then we have committed a major form of bid'ah and shirk. And may Allah protect us, this can take us out of Islam. So please don't invent. There is no need to invent. To read Quran is a personal good deed. It does not directly benefit anybody. However, Dua is accepted after we read Quran, more than without that. So therefore, read some Quran, any part of the Quran, as much as you want, and make dua. Number one. Number two, 
Dua is accepted after any good deed. So give some sadaqa, pray to rakat of salah. Uh, after you pray your normal salah, make dua, uh, fast and make dua at the time of iftar and during the fast. All of these, go and make umrah, hajj, what not, right? And, and make dua. Alhamdulillah. Dua is ibadah itself. Ad-du'a'u huwa libada. Ad-du'a'u mukhu libada. Awkumakala alayhi salatu wassalam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said dua itself is ibadah. In another place he said dua is the brain, is the essence of ibadah. And so therefore make lots of dua uh, for the person who passed away. But don't invent methods and days and events. Uh, third day ziyara, then some 40th day ceremony and then some chahallum uh, and then some barsi at the end of one year. And all of these are bid'ah. All of these are prohibited. Please don't fall into that trap. So what can help the person who passed away? <laughs> Number one is dua. Number one also, especially for the children of the person who passed away. Please understand. The children among the hadith he said, when a person passes away, all his deeds end. All his deeds end. Except three. And those three, the first of them is awlad saleh. Children who are good, who are pure, who are uh, who are among the sarahin, who are among the righteous. So righteous children meaning children who are Muslim, children who pray, children who obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, children who live their lives according to the sunnah of Rasulullah That is called righteous children. So righteous children benefit somebody who dies. Second thing which... Second thing which uh, benefits... Uh, the person who dies is Sadaqa Jariya, which is any act of goodness, any act of ongoing benefit. So, a person builds a school, or builds a hospital, or builds a bridge, or digs a well, or any action of ongoing benefit that a person does, this will continue to benefit that person as long as that action remains. And as long as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, enables that action to be there, this will continue to benefit the person. So, sadaqa jariya. And the third one is any knowledge that this person uh, knew and communicated and taught. So, anything beneficial. Of course, the first and foremost of that is religious knowledge, but also this refers to any beneficial knowledge that the person knew and communicated and passed on. All of this are sadaqa jariya. So understand that the first and foremost of that is a righteous child. So for the person who died, if one of you, if your if your if your parent passed away, then please understand that your actions will affect the parent. So come back online. If you didn't pray, start praying. If you did anything wrong, if you were in the habit of doing something wrong, get off that. This is high time because. The death of your parent should be a wake-up call for yourself because you could be next. And number two is your parents 
raised you, they sacrificed for you, they stood, they, 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 they stayed awake in the night when you were not well, uh, they made dua for you, they did everything for you. You would not even be alive if your parents had not taken care of you, you would have died as, a, as, as an infant. But Alhamdulillah, your parents took care of you and they brought you up. Now, do not be a traitor to the parents by being evil, by disobeying Allah, by not praying, by not fasting, by not, uh, you know, uh, living your life uh, according to the sunnah of Muhammad Sallallahu My brothers and sisters, I remind you and myself that no matter what we do in the world, there's nothing original. Everything is imitating somebody. So why not imitate the best of them, which is Rasulullah So please do that which is beneficial to you, yourself and your parents. And especially those whose parents have died, this is the time to wake up. If you don't wake up now, may Allah protect you from yourself. When will you wake up? Right? So please, be a source of benefit for your parents. So people ask, what can I do? This is what you can do, which is stick to the right thing. Stay away from all bidat. Don't do any inventions in the deen. Uh, be righteous. Be a pure person. Uh, make sure that your prayers are on time. That you avoid all haram. Uh, that you give charity. All charity you give also goes to the parents. So this is something which is beneficial also to do, inshallah.